Pizza. You need to forget about Welcome back to the King of the Podcast, lads. This is the final episode of season three. It's flown by, haven't it? I don't know. It's it's been a mad journey. I feel like I've done it again. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, though, to, to, to talk about the story again, to get it all coming back, you know, not that we don't ever speak about it or let people know that we've done the Mongol Rally, you know? Mm. Nice t-shirt, babe. Thank you. If you are watching today, uh, welcome. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. You can see that I have on the Mongol Rally t-shirt that the Italians gave to me. Oh, what a bunch of cried. legends. Yeah, it was brilliant. And you, Craig Holmes, <laughs> look wonderful. Oh, thanks very much. This is my brand new King Knit t-shirt coming soon to the King Knit shop. Honestly, that shade of green is beautiful. Not just on you, but it just is in real life anyway. Smart, isn't it? So if yeah, if you're just listening, head over to YouTube to have a look at it. It's beautiful and they will be coming to our shop very soon. Yeah, so if you didn't know we've got merch, we do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a new line coming. It's going to be ultra sick. Oh, it's, it's sexy, in it? And every bit of merch you buy sends us on our next trips so yeah. we can do podcasts like these for you guys. It's a great circle to be in, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, where are we, Craig? Final podcast. I just realised that we've, t- on this episode, we're going to be announcing the winner of the King in It merch. Yes, we are. So this whole season, we've run a competition. All you have to do is leave us a review. That's five, all. Five star only. It was free. Um, and you can win some King, King in a merch, but we haven't picked the winner. So I've got a bunch of them here. Yeah. I'm just going to pick them at random. Yeah. But we're going to tell you tell you who the winner is. Yeah. It's not going to be at the end. Yeah. It's gonna, not going to be right now. Okay. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. Oh, you're rude. So you can't just skip to the end and be like, did I win some merch? <laughs> You've got to be a true fan. Hey, our fans are our, our proper fans. You've got great <laughs> fans, Greg, and they will listen to this whole thing. Yeah. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that, lads. Yes. Final episode, babes. Final bloody episode. Honestly, this is mental. There's so many things that we didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. So many stories that happened yep. in Mongolia. Yeah. So we're so excited to talk about this one, aren't we? I can't actually, like apologies in advance, because this could be a five hour long podcast. It's going to be a long one. We've got two of our beautiful friends coming on. Robin Aiden, who helped us no end at the end of, our, of the, the rally with all kinds of things. Mm. And the stories that we've got together, oh, but they just last us a lifetime, Craig, honestly. They really will. And without these boys, you know, it just wouldn't have been what it was. If we wouldn't have crossed the finish line, put it that way. No spoilers or nothing. Yeah. If you don't know what's going on or what's happening, this season is about the Mongol rally. Which, you're, you're a bit late to the party. Which we did, I know. I mean, you're 10 episodes late. <laughs> but let me just explain it quickly. We basically drove... Um, a shitty little Fiat Panda. No offence, Fernanda Bates. I mean, she she was. She ended up being very shitty. <laughs> yeah. From Barry, which is in South Wales in the UK, 12,000 miles yep. to Russia. Mm-hmm. Madness. Madness. Utter madness. What a brilliant journey. It was unbelievable, it wasn't was it? It was unbelievable, Craig, yeah. Just think about it. It makes me smile. Yeah. Up until now, we've been on the road for 65 days. Fantastic. <laughs> What was that Jackie Chan film? Around the world in how many days? I don't know. I've never seen that. Like 52 or something. Oh, wow. We were a bit slower than Jackie Chan. Don't bring that up then, Craig. <laughs> Makes us look stupid. We had a better time than Jackie Chan though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Did he have any mates or did he go on his own? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So in last week's podcast, <laughs> if you were listening, Ferranda Babes actually died. Oh, Where's your, where's your bloody sound? Well, we haven't got a I we swear. haven't got a boo or anything because you know they're bad vibes, aren't they? You're the shittest DJ I've ever met. 
So um, we knew in our heart of hearts that we we should never leave a man behind. Never. So we decided to stick her on a truck. Yeah. So whilst our car is on a truck, meet like on its way to meet us in Ulaanbaatar. Yeah. We're in the car with the Italians. Yeah. Our beautiful friends Ricardo and Lorenzo in Mongolia. In Mongolia, driving through the desert. Yeah. So we pr- we made a promise to Ferranda babes. We were like, babes, we're taking you to Russia. Yeah. And not just Ferranda babes. What's his, what's his name? Oh my God. <laughs> your, ch- your one and only child that you've ever bid, Craig. What? <laughs> bid. <laughs> Andre 3000. Yeah, our dinosaur mascot that was on the roof. We made promises to them both that we would take them to the finish line. Mm-hmm. So that was our mission. Absolutely. And on this episode, you're going to see it all unfold, lads. Yeah. I mean, even if me and Will got into a fist fight because of Andre 3000 <laughs> and how heavy he was and how much room he took up on the roof rack, I was going to get him to the finish line. Mm. Before we delve into all of that, massive, huge, massive, giant Is thank it- you <laughs> to our sponsor. Our sponsor. Babble, who sponsored this whole series. Uh, and if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have done this series. Exactly. So thank you, guys. They're our first ever sponsor as well. So they mean something because yeah. they, they also sponsored the rally, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Great company. Great app. Like, great way to learn a new language. Yeah. Great people as well. I love it when you you work with companies and, and the people you interact with is super nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Peter, if you're listening, thanks, mate. You get us. Do you know what I mean, Pete? You get us. <laughs> Somehow, they pay us to do a, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, have you ever wanted to visit a country and, you know, delve into the localism? Yeah, that's lovely. With a little local tongueage. Wow. <laughs> you haven't got that one written down, have you? <laughs> Barbol, if you're looking for a new uh, motto or a new little line. You can have that one for free, lads. Check it <laughs> on your website. You get loads of hits. <laughs> but not only that, I can't even repeat what you said, but not only will that happen, but, you know, it... it it opens many doors, travel opportunities, different careers, you know, chances to make friends in different countries. Mm. So it's not just learning a language and being smarter by using another part of your brain. You've got all that I feel like on we've, the plate. We've learned a lot about learning languages just from talking about it on here, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, 100% recommend Babbel. Um, We've said most of these on the podcast before, if you've been listening, but it's so easy to use. It's like super interactive. You can talk to it and then it'll talk back. It'll tell you if your accent's right. There's flashcards as well. So if you do a whole lesson Mm -hmm. and you get like three of the sections wrong, it'll tell you which mistakes you've made and then you can go back in and do flashcards. Yeah. It's so cool how it works. I love it. I've been doing loads of it this week, actually. Yeah. Because I slacked off for a bit, but uh, (laughs) I've been back on it. Um. And with Babel, there's 14 different languages to choose from. Yeah. I have been learning Indonesian, but I want to move on and, and do Spanish. But yeah, they do all the... We do Spanish together. Would you do that? Yeah. I mean, it might take me a little bit longer. But as you say, like, they're only like 15 minute lessons, aren't they? So mm. it's not like you've got to go home and do your, do your homework, you know, and it takes yeah. ages and it's not very exciting because yeah. it's good fun because it is like a game, isn't it? Yeah, In yeah. a way. It is. But no, I, I would love to learn Spanish. Should we do that, babes? I'd be romantic, wouldn't I? I was just going to say, Craig, <laughs> Beatrice, romantic. There you go. That's French, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, done that one. Done that done last that. Completed that. Completed it. Completed it, mate. <laughs> so right now, Babbel is actually offering our listeners and our listeners only six months free if you purchase six months. Fantastic. It is a brilliant offer. 
offer because you know you might start it get six months in and think i could do with a little bit more mm. and then that's just going to be free then from there on out imagine you learn a language every day for a year imagine craig imagine that imagine Imagine that. <laughs> All you have to do right now, lads, is go to babble.co.uk forward slash play, play and use our code KINGIT, KINGIT. which is K-I-N-G-I-N-G-I-T. Mm -hmm. uh, Babbel is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.co.uk and use the promo code KINGINIT. There you go, lads. Jump on it. You're welcome. We're welcome. Thank you so much to Babbel and everything. Hopefully you sponsor season four. Uh, wink, uh, wink. Uh, you listening, Pete? Uh? You listening? <laughs> <laughs> so we woke up in the morning in the desert. There was a thousand goats. I know. Just a thousand goats. <laughs> well, that was morning. It was hilarious because you sort of heard something. And I say this on, on the YouTube video, but we got out of our tent and kind of looked to the horizon where there was a hill just perfectly placed. And you know when like they have like a battle scene in a film and that army comes over the <laughs> yeah. hill? That was it. But they were all goats. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. How many is there? It was mad. It was freaking amazing because obviously you're not afraid of goats. If it was like a bull, you'd be a bit more scared mm. but i was like which one will let me snog them <laughs> oh, um, and then their owner came over with them uh but yeah and that was a brilliant morning they all just come Bad. straight past and they weren't that friendly they were a bit scared of me but just to see it i could have cried yeah it was beautiful it was class and it was weird because we had such a downer when the car died and yeah. then the night before we like got to the desert. We like lit the fire with goat poo. That mm -hmm. was on the last podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a super clear sky with all these stars. And we had a drink with everybody. Yeah. You know, had a, a sleep in the desert. And then we woke up to the goats. And it yeah. was just like, it was such a high after yeah. that. It was yeah. wicked, wasn't it? Just the little things like that, you know, because in Mongolia, um, if you're going to do the rally, just take a little tip here. It's bloody freezing. And we, in Mongolia, in it Mongolia, is. Yeah. yeah. We didn't hell. actually realize because all of the rally had been hot, especially around, it was like 45 degrees. So yeah, we weren't really prepared for that. Um, so in the morning, you know, we put all our clothes on, came out, made ourselves a coffee, and then all these goats came and it was just lovely. It really was. Superb. That whole day was amazing. Like, so we got, as soon as we got back on the road, we started driving and there was just a pack of camels and i think yes. they they were owned by someone because they've got like tags on their ears they're not like wild camels yeah but they were literally on their own there was no one there and I it was about 50 of them uh -huh. it was all i wanted <laughs> i think before we started the rally i was like right if we don't see camels in mongolia my dreams will be shattered i think that's literally what i said so when yeah. we saw them i was just flying yeah stop the car let's get out <laughs> take a picture because they were like a double humper and <laughs> is, that, is that the was that the brand that's the brand well you've got i got a double humper, double humper over here they're expensive that brand <laughs> so, and yeah it was just so brilliant to see such a culturistic animal in mongolia you know that's their a culturistic animal yeah that's they're not native animal. to mongolia though were they um no didn't we have that as a fact earlier probably but you think Mongolia, I think camel. Do so you? I was really happy to see them. That day was just so good. So we were driving. And the best part about Mongolia is that you don't see anybody for, yeah. for ages. You can drive for 45 minutes and not see one car. Yeah. So there were sections where we mentioned this last time with Ollie, but we were all riding on top of the cars. Yeah. And like, it was so no dangerous, rules. but it was no rules. Yeah, it was no so police. fun. So we drove for a while and then we, we ended up finding like a little camp spot next to a river. Um, and it looked really nice, uh, apart from the dead horse. There was like a oh dead horse. There was like a skeleton there. Yeah. 
so it was a bit fausty. But it was but, um, down, wasn't it? It became very windy, and we were like, if we're going to camp tonight, we need to go behind a wall or something. And there just wasn't anything. There but was this no was shelter. actually a bridge, wasn't it? Mm. So we turned off the bridge and gone to go like near the underneath of it. Yeah, but it was the coldest night of all time. Yeah. It was so cold. And it's probably because me and you only had a summer sleeping bag. To share. To share. <laughs> and it was it was blowing a gale. Yeah. I don't know what the temperature was, but we, we had like every layer we had pretty much we had on. And we were hugging each other like pretzels, yeah. like wrapped around each other. Yeah. And obviously with tents in the wind, there's like, you know, the poles are touching and clanging and the, the wind's blowing the, the material on the tent. And oh, God, yeah. We were just so cold to our core. That it was probably the worst night's sleep we'd ever had. It was horrendous. It was terrible. I hated it. Yeah. So we started swapping cars at this point because we were just like getting cocky. We were like towards the end. So Jess actually jumped in the blue poo. And uh, Jess being the driver that she is, she ended up popping a fucking tire, didn't she? <laughs> Bloody useless. Oh, Absolutely here we go. useless. <laughs> So we had to change a tire in the desert. So there's a bit of banter between Craig and Jess because Craig... <laughs> Was it, were you the only one in our team that popped our tires? Not mean to throw you yeah, the bus on Yeah, I popped two, yeah. Yeah, and Jess would always take the piss out of you for doing it. She so loved it when I popped one. when it happened to Jess, Craig had to step in, didn't he? Well, I didn't at the time, but I, this is my comeback, you know? All right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we know you're listening, Jess. So we'd driven so much like through the desert and we'd made up quite a lot of time and we were only five hours away from Ulaanbaatar. Yeah. Um, and it was like everyone was getting so tired at this point and like being in the in the team some days it was like great but other days it was like really exhausting wasn't it mm. but the Italians had said that there was like this temple that they wanted to go to and they were like do you guys want to come with us yeah because we hadn't seen anything have we like no the, the, the scenes driving through Mongolia is incredible you are in like the biggest vast valley you could ever imagine of like red rock and sand and mm. the mountains are just in in the background you can see them but there's nothing else it's yeah. just road and it's just like soil and sand yeah so yeah we really wanted to do something because we hadn't done anything apart from driving which just takes up so much energy yeah and, it does because yeah even though you're not doing anything so yeah the guys wanted to go to a temple that they'd written down didn't they mm. it was actually the oldest temple in mongolia yeah and it was a buddhist temple it was so cool it's really cool we decided to go with them didn't we mm. And he had like those famous like Mongolian, it's like a wooden pole with like that metal thing that turns and there's like loads of engravings on it. Yeah. And there's like six of them in a row and apparently it's good luck if you like spin them. Yeah, spin them all. It was really cool, in, wasn't in it? In a line, yeah. It was and, really like, good. the temples were fascinating and then they had like a little gift shop and like a coffee shop. Yeah. And then and... there was like a woman in a, in a yurt <laughs> selling hats and things, wasn't she? Yeah. Amy tried a hat on and it sounded like the woman said, we were like, what is it? And she was like, booming. And we are like, oh, it's booming. It's boom! Booming, son. <laughs> looks booming. Does it look that good on me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, so, yeah, we went there. And that was a nice little break. And then we trooped on then to Ulaanbaatar, which seemed like it happened in an instant. It probably didn't. Yeah. So but Ulaanbaatar, to set the scene, is the capital of Mongolia. Capital of Mongolia. Got any facts about it? Um, the capital Ulaanbaatar means red hero. Does it? Yeah. And the word Mongol means brave. Which takes us on to our next section, really, of the Mongolians in Ulaanbaatar, <laughs> thinking they're all red hero braves. Oh, honestly. Right, so we made it 
to uh, a hostel. So we all checked in. There was a whole bunch of rally people there. Yeah. Um, so this is like basically your last stop before you, you do the mission from Ulaanbaatar across the border and then to the finish to line. To the finish line, yeah. And but what we, do we have? How long do we have left? Maybe like four days or something. It couldn't have been long. No, it was like two, two or three days, if that. Right. So... We were so to go back, our car was meeting us in Ulaanbaatar. Yeah. So we, we had to wait there basically for this for the car. Mad truck driver. Yeah, with a little pop Ellie was lush because he wore crop tops and that. <laughs> Love that. All we had was his, his mobile number and <laughs> he, he couldn't speak, speak English. English. <laughs> so we were like, How is this gonna even work? That's what I, I find fascinating about yeah. Asia, like whether it's Central Asia or Southeast Asia. People just find a way of they'll finding you or they'll, they'll get, get they get things done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it was the UK, you'd have like, you'd have a receipt slip, you'd have like yeah. coordinates, you'd have... You'd have insurance and everything There'd be a customer it. service number. Yeah. But... <laughs> you just like get a little handbook out and be like train station. Phrase book. <laughs> yeah. 7pm <laughs> next Monday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so whilst we were waiting for this fella, we had a couple of days to just like explore... Mm. this mad city so yeah so, um, it, it was a city there were skyscrapers there was houses there was civilization quite. yeah we couldn't quite believe what we'd rocked up to considering the rest of the country was just flat land with little yurts and people like loads of little people dotted around yeah this was mental it was like i'm not gonna say london because obviously not but you know a section of london yeah it was a, yeah it was a city it was really built up yeah i was really surprised very surprised yeah it was beautiful and very modern but i think the i don't know if you've got it as a fact but the population of ulaanbaatar uh, of mongolia mm. the majority of it is squashed into ulaanbaatar yeah. that's where like isn't like around 50 percent, just under 50 percent. is it live there live in the city over. yeah so we, we like found this hostel and there was like a really good food spot actually because we've been eating such crap food on this whole rally. And it I'd... basically was snacks, wasn't it? Any kind yeah. of crisps without milk that we could get our hands on because yeah, if you're not vegan, you probably don't know there's milk in a lot of crisps, which is so weird. Yeah. Why do you need that in a packet of like crunchy, not crunchy nut, monster munch? <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? Just sprinkle some. Do you know what that's missing? A bit of milk. Bit milk. Chuck some milk right in off. there. Yeah, beautiful. Maybe one day one guy was like, he didn't have his cereal, so he like poured some milk into his packet of crisps and he yeah. ate them. He's like, oh, that's a winner. That takes that takes a biscuit, love it. <laughs> but yeah, so we found this restaurant and, and the few, we were having like proper food. Like I remember having a big bowl of rice with like noodles. I and it was Japanese, wasn't it? We had, yeah, Korean. no, Korean. And mm. we had um, like gyoza and oh, it was so good. I was just stuffing my face in there. You like, could stuff yes. your face, but we could probably only like actually fit about five mouthfuls into our stomachs because <laughs> yeah. it was like a pea size by this point because we'd eaten nothing know, this yeah. whole trip all right so what we're gonna do now is get the lads on the blower yeah we've so... got the boys on and they they sort of are, are really part of the story from this point forward so together we're all gonna try and uh remember and sort of recite what happened what exactly happened from everybody's point of views which is probably going to be different <laughs> for us all but it was still tiresome for everyone wasn't it it really was yeah but these guys are gonna have a really funny part of the story yeah um from the last bit here we go here we go we're calling the lads robin aiden coming up hello robin hello, hello. mr jackson hello. welcome to the King podcast hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> how are you doing <laughs> Good mate, how are you doing? How's it going? How are you doing? How are you? 
Aiden, you yeah, there? can you hear me? Ah, oh, here we go, lads. Excellent stuff. I've been watching the, the videos this morning just to try, because as an old man, it's very difficult to remember sometimes. <laughs> and so um, I've been watching the videos, trying, just reliving uh, yeah. the, the madness that, uh, that that rally was. Um, so, yeah. I've got to say one thing, just to start off with, that made me laugh loads this morning. Is I've been watching them. Yeah. Did, did you realise the amount of time that we spent as a convoy? Standing at the front of a car with a bonnet up, looking at it, pretending we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know I, I was thinking that as well. We literally, between us, I think the only thing we could do is change a spark plug. <laughs> it, it Every time we broke down, which was a lot, but generally, on all of your vlogs, at the background, it's like, I've got to be honest, me and Rob are probably the worst for it. We just stand there. We ain't got a clue what we're doing. Pretending we yeah, but we look good. The thing is, we looks like we because you, you can imagine everyone driving past. We just go, should we stop and help? And then no, they look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, you know exactly what's going on. I mean, if you, if your car breaks down, the first thing you do is you open the you open the bonnet, don't you? You have a look inside. There could be a cat in there. You know, you never know what's going to go on. Exactly. I think it was that that drive. You know, that crazy mountain road that, that I think the the border between Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. It was that when we were stopping on those hilly mountains with those, with the lorries, just vast lorries, just endless lorries, oh, and yeah. stopped on there and opened up the bonnet to change our spark plugs again for the 15th time that morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time just... You left a massive cloud everywhere you went. <laughs> How many people have died on the rally too? All right. Oh. Have they? Yeah. Well, well, have well, actually... well, I came out of nowhere. All right, lads, we're going to just jump straight in. So we, we've brought everyone up to speed. So right now we're about to enter Seoul, Seoul Street, Seoul Street. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. You guys remember this pretty well. Yeah. So um, out of the two of you, who do you, who thinks you can tell the story the best? I thought I thought you were going to say who's the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know because to be honest with you, we, all, we we had very different nights that night. I think we did. Yeah, I I went off because um, my teammate was having uh, he was uh, he was uh, not on his finest form, so I went I went off to find him. Oh, so yeah. I didn't go into the club with you guys. I didn't experience that. Oh, okay. um, fortunately, by all accounts, um, so. Yeah, I only went into the club the following morning. I thought it was yeah, I know. I just have that vicious streak in me. But um, yeah, we, so I didn't witness this. I know I heard about it. And, and it's weird that it has that reputation. Yeah. You know, we were told about this beforehand. So for people who don't know what Soul Street is, it, there's actually a Vice documentary on it. Uh, and it's notorious for, for street fights. And, 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 you know, people just... Uh, the locals beating up Westerners, basically. Yeah. So and, we and thought themselves because remember, like the national sport of Mongolia is wrestling, and I think everybody does that as children. Yeah, and they're big boys. Yeah, they are big boys. So we thought the only way to test out that theory was to just go and see it ourselves. <laughs> Experience. And, <laughs> and the key is to take Sam. Yeah, like yeah. the key ah, to take do Sam. Do not take Sam. Uh, <laughs> so literally, like we we thought we thought this was all hype. We yeah. thought maybe, you know, people had seen a few fights. We were walking down the street. We hadn't even got into a pub yet. And there was two guys in the middle of the street with their tops off. Shirtless. Throwing massive haymakers at each other. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, do not make eye contact. Just keep on walking. <laughs> it was terrifying. But we, we did but manage to find... Everyone other than Jess. I think, I think Jess wanted to have it. <laughs> yeah. Tiny Tornado was on it. <laughs> but we, we did manage to find a pub which was it, at, at the start it seemed quite nice yeah 
So we all sat around. We, they did these big jugs of beer. And uh, Will was actually leaving us from Ulaanbaatar. So it was kind of like Will's send-off night. Yeah, he gave a speech and everything, didn't um, he? So Will did yeah, a speech. And yeah. um, and uh, I don't know if you, you remember this, Rob. You probably do. But we were being a bit loud and, and boisterous. And one guy turned around and he was like, shut the fuck up. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, that's right. That is absolutely right. I remember that well. <laughs> and he was literally like the most, the, the most normal looking guy. He just looked like someone who could be your uncle. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was well, so well, you're your uncle, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've all got one. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the reason Will yeah. was leaving, just to explain that, was um, he was flying to see Jane, his, his girlfriend, uh, in Bali, and it was cheaper for him to fly out of Ulaanbaatar than it was to f- fly from Ulan Uday. So um, that was his last night. But So that was the start of the night, getting told to shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then I, I actually went home with the Italians after that not too long. I didn't stay out late. Did you see any trouble on the way back? We, we, we didn't, but there was a lot of shady characters and I felt so protective because they're baby lambs, both of those boys, aren't they? They're, they're my children. <laughs> they're so lovely. Um, honestly, if anything had happened to them, I would have gone fucking crazy. So I had kept... We were all so they, like, they don't incite any anger. No, they they no. just incite... Them. You, just feel, you just feel like, you know... The world is just a wonderful place. So yeah. there, there's no anger could come near them. No, they're no. beautiful. So I, I held on to them tightly and we walked back to the hostel. But um, it seems you got into a different kind of scenario. Oh, my days. I mean, I don't know where to start. <laughs> Aiden, that night in that uh, club was the most on edge I've ever felt. Like, I went from drunk leaving the pub to sober just walking in that club. To be fair, though, I have to say, as nights as night I've go, other than the massive amount of men in the club and lack of women it was actually quite a good night we had a good laugh remember we got that um little booth they give us that booth didn't they we were went in there and, and i think built up the bar and ordered all long island iced teas or the strongest thing i've ever drunk in my life <laughs> uh, and then well, yeah because we was in there with the shenlong boys as well and we was actually having quite a good time weren't we yeah all sam sam just caused so basically sam decided well sam befriended this guy and so he was sat at the bar with this guy and this guy kept buying him drinks right and i i can't remember because it was so long ago but i think the crux of it was he asked for sam to buy him a drink back and did sam say no or he didn't have any money or something i think he said oh, something like that but uh, you've, you've also missed the part of he was sitting with this guy but also trying to crack on with what could have been his sister or his <laughs> or his friend or whatever at the same time. And yeah. also, he, at this point, he'd also plugged. It, he also asked to have his plug, plug his phone in behind <laughs> the bar. That's right. <laughs> he oh. phone in his charger. Of a part of this. He's just got off on his own. Just spoke to some random people in this club. Yeah, yeah. It was mad. And, and so the weird thing was that this guy had a friend with him. And the friends could see uh, there was one point the guy started getting a bit aggy with Sam. So the other Mongolian guy was trying to stick up for Sam. Right. And then the two guys disappeared and the guy who was sticking up for Sam came back with a broken nose. Oh, Jesus. It was blood all over his face. <laughs> all over his shirt. And, and so the next like half an hour was just us trying to get Sam out of fights. Oh, my god. He got goodness. gripped up so many times. <laughs> and then when Can you remember we... that time as well where we was in the lift and... Oh, so this bloke, he had hold of, of Sam and he just wouldn't let go. And to, like Sam being Sam, 
kept winding them up. He was nicking his hat and all sorts. Winding up. So anyway, I managed to, what, what I went in there and I was like, come on, and trying to settle this thing down. Yeah. And like got his hand off of him and then the, gra- the bloke let go of Sam and grabbed me. Grabbed you, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> oh, mate, it was chaos. I was like just freaking out thinking someone, how is not, no one got punched yet? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were just doing that all night and just trying to avoid fights basically. How much um, was a drink in the bar? I can't remember. Do you remember eight? Oh. I remember it was very expensive to get oh, in, no. wasn't it? I think it was about thirty or forty dollars to get in. Was it? It was really expensive. I think the drinks were about twelve. They were expensive as well. So oh. I remember thinking, "Bloody hell, we've been seen off there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad. But then again, when we say this is expensive, this is after three months of travelling. Yeah, it, spending it, it, not right. a lot of money, so it might yeah, not have been that expensive. But, yeah, I remember the following day. Yeah, go on. We had to go and get Sam's phone because he'd left it in there. He'd left it, and. Yeah. Uh, we went in, me and Robin went into this empty nightclub and uh, just said, oh, a mate of ours has left his phone here. And he was like, well, I haven't got a phone. I'm like, oh, shit, he obviously hasn't got a phone. And he said, oh, who, who, you know, can you describe him? So I said, oh, he's just like a funny little English wanker. Sort of wanker. <laughs> and the guy went, oh, I don't know. And um, we, couldn't, we couldn't prove that it was Sam's phone. There's no way of proving it. But fortunately, the guy let us have it. Yeah. And then we got to the hostel, turned it on, and that's that's when we found out that this whole time Sam had been referring to the Italians, who we called the Italians as the French guys. French guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it came about. I remember that. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that kid. He is. So that is like a running joke with us now. Even though both of them are Italian, we call them French Ricardo and French Lorenzo. Yeah. <laughs> God, dude, that made me laugh. Oh, he's a funny guy. Sam. <laughs> So that, that <laughs> night, it, it didn't end there. No, well, it didn't. It didn't end there for me anyway. He brought the drama home for I me. I brought a bit of drama. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had all that. Oh, oh yeah, in the hostel. <laughs> so so we go back to the hostel. Where I already am, been sleeping for about two hours. Amy's been asleep. And uh, it's, it's, like a, it's like a 12-bed dorm or something ridiculous. Like that. And in the corner, there's an empty bed. So I stumble in the room, and the bed's empty. And uh, I'm looking at my bed. Know you would absolutely smashed as well <laughs> oh, I was pretty smashed by this smashed, point yeah. I'm looking at my bed and I'm like oh there's no blanket on there I'll just take this one so oh no I thought I thought my blanket had been moved to that one mm-hmm. so I took the blanket off the bed and got all tucked up and then this guy comes in and he's a lo- he's a Mongolian guy and he's like kicking off saying I've nicked his blanket where's my blanket where's my blanket I mean, I- it couldn't have been timed more perfectly you walking in at about half four and he had gone to the toilet he went to the toilet so in went- my defence I didn't know he, was, he was staying in, in there. that bed so I was getting like so angry with this guy I was like you've nicked my blanket you've nicked my fucking blanket and then Amy instead of going quietly like whispering to me oh quick just to let you know you're, you're laying on top of your blanket <laughs> She goes, oh, you've got his blanket, you dickhead. You're laying on yours. <laughs> so then, but the worst part, there, there was two guys who were on the rally, two English guys, and they were so scared because me and this guy were arguing. They thought there was going to be a fight that they left they the left. hostel they got out of at like four o'clock in the morning. With all of their stuff. And, uh, and I apologise really? to the guy. I don't know how the Mongolian guy didn't spark me out because I tried to shake his hand because I, I was drunk and confident. <laughs> and he was so adamant he didn't want it. He was absolutely really? raging. I was fearing for my life that night. I was thinking, I can't go to sleep. He's going to just punch me out. So yeah, so yeah Craig had got in, basically sat on top of his duvet and then realised oh I haven't got a blanket so took the other guys and I, I just think I don't know how, how no one got a punch that night I have no idea I, I honestly don't know I, I, it's a, honestly it's a mystery I don't know if it was that night or another night but 
another scene, it could have been another night, me and Amy heard all this shouting out of the window and we yeah. looked out and it was, there was basically a girl, a girl and a, a guy Mom and they were me. screaming at each other. Yeah. And the, crying. the crying their eyes out, the guy was on his knees and basically the, the girlfriend just smashed him she in the face. She battering him. She battered this guy. There was blood all over his face. Yeah. It was terrifying. And we were just like, oh my God. And then they got up, kissed and walked off holding hands. Yeah, it was really strange. <laughs> Thought, and that's Mongolia. Yeah. That is Mongolia. <laughs> I thought she was getting beaten up. I was ready to go down there and try and stick up for her. But yeah. no, she had, she had it and she was hurting him. She was battering him, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a strange... It has that feel of that place, though. Mm. I know, yeah, it's got it's got an aggressive feel, that city. I, I, wasn't, I was expecting a lot from that city, but it, it was. I found it to be really... There's something about it. There's a sort of a... Uh, an undercurrent going on around that place. Yeah, the really thing yeah, it wasn't present. They're crazy. Ollie and Will decided to stay there for a week. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> themselves in. Of all the places. Uh, so to go back to the, to um, our car, it was somewhere still, and we were waiting for it to arrive in Ulaanbaatar. So whilst we were waiting for the car, this is what we were doing: just entertaining ourselves in this mental city. Um, but luckily, the lady in the hostel. Um, was really kind and she was calling the truck guy for us yeah because she could obviously speak yeah she was great speak Mongolian yeah. so we it was just a waiting game at this point because it was supposed to arrive at 10 a.m and there was nowhere to be seen so we were yeah. kicking off really because we had to go we needed to be at that finish line at that ending party because the only party left was the one we needed to make mm. and it was like the next day or something ridiculous we had no time to make it so yeah we were all just sat around waiting for her to call in. We were all shattered. We all looked terrible. Everyone was probably hung over and we just, we were ready to hit the road, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, and we, we'd actually called the, the truck guy and we asked him if he could take the car to the border because we didn't actually have a plan <laughs> when it arrived. Yeah. Because Rob, your car just <laughs> never would have been able to pull it, would it? The blue poo. It would have no. Well, my, yeah, the exhaust was in so many different pieces. I had, it had no power and uh the noise was ex so extreme it was ex so extreme and it wasn't going to get better and yeah i just had nothing i had nothing to give so yeah. i would have like i said you at the time i'd have happily done it but yeah both of our cars would have would never have made it yeah i had nothing i had no power whatsoever in my poor little car we only had one option really didn't we which was ollie yeah, Ollie. So Ollie decided he wanted to drive his car back home. Which is mental to um, start with. Is mental, exactly. Uh, but he needed to stay in Ulaanbaatar to get a transit visa through Russia. Yeah. So the... um, where we wanted to be towed to was f was a 10-hour round trip. Mm. And nobody wanted to ask him because we just felt a bit rude, didn't we? Yeah. It was um, a big ask. But he did. He said... He would do it. Absolute legend. He was like, yeah, I'll do it for I'll you guys. Because the other option, we did have another option. We were considering pulling it from where we were going to pick it up to the main road yeah. with the blue poo yeah. and then hitchhiking, hitchhike towing. Toes. <laughs> that was one of our genuine ideas. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a plan. <laughs> what a plan. So the truck guy wanted eight hundred dollars, and there was no way we were paying that. It just it was double what wow. we had, what we had to, what he charged us to take it three days worth to take it another five hours. And also, it was getting it off, getting it off the lorry because you know you had to find a bloody great big bank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to, to, he reversed the lorry onto that we could then push push the 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 car off. It was 
It was such a weird thing. Yeah, that was, was such a weird thing. It was so weird. So it was basically a waiting game. We, we were waiting around. It was supposed to get there at 10 a.m. We waited the whole day and then it was getting late. So we were all, we didn't book that night because we thought we were leaving. Yeah, that's so right. So the lady luckily let us like sleep around on the sofas and mm-hmm. one of the spare rooms. In one of the hostels, yeah. Um, and then 2 a.m. I remember as well, they kept ringing and said, like, we kept ringing them, mate, and it, the time kept changing. Yeah. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. they just said, it's going to be this time. It was like, Two hours and another two hours and yeah. another two hours. Yeah. I just didn't think it was going to turn up. Yeah. I, I, I just, because we were sat in that little office and then we sat in that top room and I thought this is going to, this is going to rumble on and on and on. It's not going to show. Yeah. But yeah, it was, that was nuts. That yeah, was a really nice. weird day. But we did wait, didn't we? We didn't pay him until he actually bought yeah, the yeah. car. So yeah. we had hope. You so, know? <laughs> and then we had a call at 2 a.m. And uh, what we, the gist of it was meet me at the power plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a stormy How evening. How did we find him? I have no idea. Not a clue. <laughs> oh. So somehow uh, this has always blown my mind. I don't know how we figured out, but we, we we met him at this power plant in the middle of nowhere. It's pitch black. Oh, the thing is as well, see what people don't realise as well is that we're not talking like the power plant in Barry. We're talking like the power plant in Ulubatar, which is like the size of Manchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. <laughs> Yeah, no idea. But he, he did show up, which was fascinating. We waited there for a little while. Um, but yeah, before we started, it was great because everyone was together. I remember we filmed the clip in the hostel and we said, like, let's do this. Everyone looked so tired, but there was so much faith. And, we were, oh, yeah. and then we all just did the old... Yeah, what a day. That was a crazy day. Was. That was a really, really crazy day. To, to end the rally like that, with, with, with especially on, you know, it was like a dark, stormy evening as well, and we were at a power plant, and there was all the flashing lights all over the place. Yeah, it was. And then, and then your car turned up. That was extraordinary. That was absolutely extraordinary. And the the crazy thing was, I had that weird feeling. I was like, I wonder if it will turn on. And the, our microphone. I know, that was amazing. The microphone actually I broke think that was on the because- camera. Can you remember we pushed it onto that bank with him, and then you we got he then like sort of went forward, and we was like, "All oh, right, so how do we get it off the bank?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were all scratching our heads like, "What's going to go on?" But yeah, I turned the key, and it came to life, and everybody just went mental. We were yeah. all screaming like, "Oh my god, it's alive!" Believe it. Believe it. Well, that was so crazy, surrounded by the power lines and on this dark evening and it did feel a bit like Frankenstein yeah. you just turned it yeah. and the damn thing came back to life exactly. <laughs> amazing. the other thing is like, the bloke who drove it must have thought what the hell have I done this for yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 they could have driven it all way. <laughs> so at this point yeah. it was it was um, it was us four um, and we were with Will we were dropping Will back he came with us to say bye uh, Robin as well was in your car with you, Rob. Yeah. Uh, and then Ollie, yeah. Ollie as well. So we had three cars in the convoy, uh, and we actually set off at four thirty in the morning, having like. Did probably, we really? Yeah, it was four thirty, and we probably had an hour sleep Ready that night. Ready for our journey at four thirty. Mm-hmm. And that was an hour sleep in a sofa as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. we had a few yeah. days, but it was so wonderful. Like how everybody was so determined. We we really worked as such a brilliant, loving family that night, didn't we? Yeah. Whenever somebody was like, "Oh, we're not going to make it," somebody else would be like, "No, we're definitely going to do it. Let's yeah. go. Let's do it." Yeah. It was wicked. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, it was it was a beautiful thing, um, and 
if, if everyone's wondering like what happened to the rest of the guys so the italians took sam and jess so yeah. they they went um to the finish line because their car was too small to even have towed us so we just said go ahead guys make yeah that and we'll, party. we'll meet you there yeah so um, we were the last the last men standing yeah uh so yeah 4 30 in the morning we set off half an hour into the drive yeah Amy had a bit of an anxiety attack. Okay, so I get travel sick at the best of times. And because we were so <laughs> close to the car in front and I couldn't see out, I got really travel sick. Yeah. Um, and then I had... Um, a, a, the toilet was needed, shall we say. <laughs> you had explosive <laughs> diarrhoea on the side of the road. Yes. <laughs> there was a word that comes up later on. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. So you ended up in the back of uh, Ollie and Aidan's car. Yeah, I was sleeping. Just, just out for the count. It was horrible. I didn't feel well at all. So luckily you boys are here to tell the rest of this part of the story. Uh, that was a write-off, yeah. <laughs> it was a write-off. Because uh, you've got to remember at this point as well, uh, Rob wasn't with us because he had gone back to take Will and said he'd catch us up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That's, so that's why Amy had to sort of clamber in the back of our car that was full of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, because we went off and just convinced that it would be all right. We were saying, yeah, we'll catch you up at some stage. Yeah. We were like but, loving, yeah. loving it, thinking the car would, would go all right. Mm-hmm. And it did actually drive. Feranda did a, a, her last 10 miles, 10 miles in oh. Mongolia. And then like, I, was coming up, <laughs> I was coming up to a hill uh, and it just slowly, slowly dies. Yeah. Uh, and we thought, oh, we'll just tow it over this hill and she'll keep going. But uh, that didn't that work. That didn't work either. Um, so that was that. <laughs> <laughs> so as I, as the car... <laughs> So as Ferranda died in this little valley, I was on my own and uh, I was so tired and the sun was coming up and it was absolutely freezing. Yeah. So I was like, I'll try and get a couple of hours kip if I can. But it was just, I was so on edge because I didn't know what had happened. I don't know if anyone had crashed. Yeah. You know, when you're like so drunk off lack of sleep, you're like, your mind's just and racing. And you were wrapped in like a double yeah. duvet, weren't you? Because there was no air co- uh, heating. No heating. Car. Yeah. So I was on my Todd. And um, so, and this was the point where, you guys showed up about three hours later. You showed up at 10 a.m. I broke down at six in the morning. Um, and so you, this is where you guys managed to get into the trouble you got in. So tell the story about the, the potholes and the blue poo. Well, we, 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 our, our little car, the blue poo, had successfully driven all the way without a single pop tire, apart from when Jess decided to oh, give it a go. Jess, what a pain in the, the ass. <laughs> Unbelievable. We, she just said, oh, can, I, can I have a drive? Can I have a drive? And I'm like, oh, go on then. And uh, she popped a tyre straight away. <laughs> our first tyre. And it was in Mongolia. Oh, 11,000 yeah. miles or so. Yeah. And she popped our first tyre. So we lost a tyre. And, and so we obviously you know, cut it off, kept the rim, cut the tyre off, chucked the rim in the back and, and cracked on. So we didn't have any spare tyres. We had nothing left. It was, a, it was a crap road. It wasn't a great road. It wasn't the worst we'd been on, but it wasn't a great road. Mm. And these potholes were huge. Yeah, exactly. And they were huge potholes. And I saw this one coming. I was like, I've got to make sure I avoid it. Boom, hit it. Both both roadside tires went. And this pothole was huge. You could have have made that into a swimming pool. It was sharp as well, wasn't it? The edge of it was really sharp. Just nothing. We had nothing to do. And we had no tires. And it was five, six o'clock in the morning. No tire shops around. There's no one going to be open. We didn't have another car because it was just the two of us. And we both sat there, Aiden, didn't we, and just in silence <laughs> for, for, for quite a while. Aiden, you you can take you can take the story forward in because it was all like MacGyver with his, with his hammer. I've never <laughs> well, I've just never seen anything that like comes it. On later, that comes out later. What happened first is we were silent for ages. Yeah, I think we just looked at each other, and we basically it was like 
the only way I can describe it was like the only fours and horses moment when they find out they've got loads of money. And it was kind of like, should you go first or shall I? Yeah. <laughs> we just both went and we went, we'll go together. And we just basically probably, we just cursed for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> give, it, give, give, us a little, give us a little preview. Give us a little duet of what you sounded like. <laughs> well, we were, we, it sort of looked, and we just, we just sat and just started just, fuck, fuck it. Fuck, fuck, fuck this rally. I got fucking sleep. I fucking hate it. God. It was very much like that. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> but yeah, so then anyway, uh, we gave up. Yeah, we actually we gave up. But I we this yeah. I we gave up. We literally gave up. Getting there on time. He was like, right, let's see it. We're not. Gonna, we've got to wait till a tire shop opens now. Yeah, which is not going to make it. Because that's but, it, isn't it? Yeah. They were, we we were were stressed out because we were rushing. We had no time, and that is what caused the majority of our stress. That we had to go. We had to go. And mm. if something happened, it's just like oh. That's it then. Mm. We've lost it. You know, we've, yeah. we've lost it. Because I think we, we, when we got to the your car, we sort of worked it out that we said, right, if we just do a continuous drive, get there, uh-huh. and the border goes all well and all that, we'll yeah. probably get there just in time. That's it, yeah. yeah. We were sort of working off that, wasn't we? Yeah. And it, but yeah, so then we broke down, the tyres went, we'd done the little swearing thing, and then Robin actually turned, had turned round, because he was in front of us, yeah. and he came to us. Yeah. So then this is when Amy then woke up, and she had a bit of a bad tummy and we was on the side of the road and she had to do, <laughs> do her business. That, that was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all did it. We all did it. I, I remember sitting there. I think Amy was asleep in my car at one point somewhere. Yeah. And it was this lovely long straight road and I was, I was, desperate there was and it was it was it was on the way and um and i was looking i was thinking right no car coming from the left and then there was one from the right for that one to go and i thought i found this window of opportunity wiped up and off and it was everywhere i was doing it once and this bus went past and everyone just waved it was just so extreme it was so so extreme that's one thing people have to be prepared for if they do this rally there's a lot of that goes on oh yeah but i was so ill i didn't care I didn't care who no, was you seeing me, me, smelt me. I did not care. I, 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 think, we, away. I think that's just an ode to the the comfort level that we were at at that point. Yeah. Within the group, yeah. we were just at we one just, point in uh, Kazakhstan. Me and me and me and uh, Rob had a poo next to each other in two places. <laughs> we didn't have any doors. In the <laughs> we didn't have a chat the whole way through. Hello, chatting our way through. Oops, pardon me. That's love. Yeah. That is love. There, that's lads. a brothership. That is. So, so back back to the story, lads. So Robin turned up, and then me and Robin jumped in the car. I think we left. Oh, and I think Ollie was there as well. And stupidly, it was half five in the morning, but we was driving around seeing if we could get a tyre shop to open. Yes. We found a couple, but no one was in sight. And I think we'd done that for about an hour. And then right. yeah, yeah. and we'd done that, realised that wasn't going to work, come back to the car, and by that point, we'd all given up. So which we had a massive club hammer in, my, in our car. And I was like, I'd seen Seth do it a bit earlier on in a rally where he just, they had got a puncher and he just basically, what looked to me like he just battered the shit out of the tyre and right. suddenly had air in it. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if it works. And then Rob was obviously still probably telling some local the story of the day or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Something like that. <laughs> that's giving, that's then, just giving a speech. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so I just thought, screw it, I'd have a go. And I basically just pounded the crap out of these tyres one of them was already half filled with fire t- uh, tire foam that was like leaking outside. Right. Yeah, but yeah. somehow we then pumped it up and it just held. And I think oh, they're still right. held to this day, aren't they? They, they, they still held. They, they, those tires <laughs> got me all the way home. Shut up. It's just, it's, yeah, the same tires 
are on the car now. That is incredible. It's, it, Even when you got to me and you told me that story, well, especially at that point, I was so confused. I was like, how can you have yeah. a puncture and hit it with a hammer and then it works? I was like, what the hell? I, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't believe... We had no option as well. It was like... Yeah. And Aidan said, oh, we'll give it a go. But I genuinely thought... It's, it's not obviously not going to work, work Aidan, but, you know, it's not gonna work. help yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, if you want to do it, if you want to use up a bit of energy, go for it. Use yeah. a bit of anger. Knock yourself out. I'm going to go over here. And it just... <laughs> It just worked. And oh, I, I, to this day, I still can't figure that out. God was with us. It was unbelievable. And, <sighs> and the, we, we said, we referred to Aiden as, as the MVP because you were the MVP, mate. And I yeah. think if there was going to be like player of the day or player of the season, that was the moment. That trophy's yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. I'll take that. I'll take that. It, was, it was absolutely incredible. <laughs> so we had all three cars back um, and the sun was coming up. So it didn't feel as like... I don't know what the word is, but like it, it felt so much it lifts easier. You, it? Yeah, it lifted. It gave us a bit of a morale boost. Yeah. Um, so well, we, even though it had, it had done our structure by about three or four hours, we were still suddenly found his confidence of we're yeah. going to make it on time. Yeah. 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 Why? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. We Absolutely. So we found this little God. petrol station and just loaded up on snacks like you do. Yeah. And uh, got back on the road. Amy B stepped up to the mic. Uh, Which you just shouldn't have let me do. I well, it wasn't your you. fault. It just happened. And then we got a couple of miles into the drive and then the tow bar snapped. Yeah, so Aiden was towing or, or somebody in, in the car in front and uh, they were just like, every time I break or turn, you need to do the same thing. I was like, right, you know, just gotten over loads of diarrhea and sickness and I was just like trying to concentrate. But yeah, somehow I managed to snap the tow bar. It wasn't your fault, but it was just another one. We were just like... Just another one of those things, wasn't it? It was unbelievable because we were just like, there is literally nothing stopping us. We're unbeatable. We're like, ham Aiden's hammering tires. We're like cutting the tow bar apart and stitching it back together. <laughs> you actually had one of those drills. I know. Yeah. Why do you need to have an angle grinder? You're never going to need that. Why have you brought that with you? Well, we needed it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely oh, needed it. That was amazing. So despite like all the setbacks, uh, uh, the hours of all that shit going on, yeah. we, we actually made it to the Russian border. So it was 160 miles from where we'd broken down. Mm -hmm. um, and we made it. So massive thanks to, to Ollie, for one, for driving us there. Huge thanks. And then having to drive all, all the way back. Yeah, on his own. Um, but yeah, the time was ticking. So we switched to the Blue Poo. Uh, to the, take us across yeah. the border. Rob's Volkswagen, um, which was struggling to even pull us up a tiny little gradient. I know, yeah. the border. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just remembered. I've probably done a bit of rushing through, but... Um, can you remember as well, Craig, that Amy was getting really tired. So I said to her, I'll tell you what, Amy, you have a quick go in our car, you can get asleep, and I'll go in with Craig and keep, like, I'll, I'll keep him awake and yeah. talk to him. Yeah. And we, we've done that, and I think we got about 10 minutes down the road, and I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Craig? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was just on my own now. I was like, oh, wicked, wicked company. <laughs> but you were shattered, mate, because I managed to get like an hour or two waiting for you guys. So, yeah, you deserve that sleep at that point. That was so bad. Yeah. God, what a day. But, yeah, the, the time was ticking. We, when we got to the border, everybody had said, like, oh, this last border is super quick. Yeah. It was 24 hours, so it wouldn't have mattered what time we got there, but we got there in the day, didn't we? Yeah, and they emptied the whole car. Yeah, we just got chosen. It yeah. took four hours for us to cross the border. Shit. Um, <laughs> in, in hindsight, though, we did turn up with a car that needed towing and one that like, it, it was about to explode. Any I know, I know. That is true. <laughs> 
But um, we, we oh, managed to get... Oh, that was a devastating border. It was the worst. Like, because, you know, we, we just got there. We're like, yes, we're at the border. Yeah, you know, we've this. made up time. Yeah. We're going to make the party. And then it was a four-hour wait. So we were just like, oh, fuck. Bullshit, sake. bullshit. But we had Ian waiting the other side for us. So yeah. Ian, who was, um, he was on the rally with us uh, before, but we kind of lost him a few times. And um, so he came all the way to the border uh, to tow us. Champion. And then, so when we got across... From um, the finish line. Finished. Yeah, he got he'd finished already. And then all Uday. Yeah. All the way back. All the way back. Yeah. That's the unbelievable. Guy. I know he's what a so legend. kind. Uh, but when he got there, he didn't have yeah. the they he'd had his back bumper repaired and they'd taken his like tow bar piece away. So we had to like jimmy something together. I don't know how we get it on there, but he ended up just smashing it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just Ian. Just he just used the strength of about 50 men and just lifted it on or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember just being wowed by this extreme strength. Yeah. And it just got on there. He was like, I think he was in the same boat. He was just like, we're getting this car to the finish line. Yeah. Because it was dark. <laughs> it was dark again at this point, wasn't it? Was it? We were driving to the Yeah, mate, it was so dark. Really dark. 8 p.m. the next night. So what, the next few hours, was basically we were getting me and Aiden went out in Ferranda Babes mm. Ian was towing in a 4x4 Fiat Panda yeah um, and the, bearing in mind we've got a really short tow bar he was absolutely <laughs> flying <laughs> down fly. these roads it was fucking I mean, terrifying I can't keep up can you remember I'll, keep you, I'll have a go Craig I'll, I'll do a bit of towing thinking I'll go be that car there's no horn, there's no light, there's no power steering. There's literally no fucking way possible to tell the bloke in front, blow the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember being behind. I couldn't keep up. And he, he this was a this was a Fiat Panda towing another car and I, I just couldn't keep up. And I was like, what? I, I don't know who I was with. I don't know if it was Robin or with Amy. I think I think it might have been Amy in my car at that point. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, and I just yeah, you were asleep, Amy, and I was just there going, I just I don't understand what's going on here because I think they're doing almost seventy miles an hour, and and I, I just, it was at one point I remember I could see the two you know obviously you're t- following a car towing in a car you see two rear lights at one point I could see four rear lights <laughs> yeah like, oh, God. what are you doing you're side by side he had the corner coming up. And he decided to land the brakes on, and I nearly overtook him. <laughs> but it was like wacky races. It was honestly, and but by this point oh we were God. so we were so tired and delirious. Me and Aiden were just like we were getting like proper emotional about the whole rally. So we were like reminiscing about the friendships that we've made and like telling each other how much we loved each other, while simultaneously going up on two wheels and sliding around like an ice rink. It was fucking mad. <laughs> You know what? Though? It was probably one of my favourite times in a rally. That looking back, it was hilarious. Oh, it was class. That was mate. mental. So we put in all this effort. Like we'd gone through so much shit to get there. And I, I sorry, how many miles was it between the border and the finishing party? Oh, is that two hundred? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. And we did it in about half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But then, so then after all, all the effort, I remember you saying, Rob, like, if we don't get an applause, I'm going to be fuming. Yeah, you want to stand oh, I, I don't. Even, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> but we, we, the thing is, we've been talking it up all day. We've like just waiting to see what their faces are like when we get there. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it was so funny because when when we when we came to edit it, obviously we we built this whole story around how it was so difficult. And so when we, we wanted it to end like a, a big high, but the reality was we were all so disappointed because we turned up to the hostel 
and there wasn't a single person in there because they were all at the finishing party. All the party. And I remember we were like, it was so bizarre. I was like, we were all just lo- like silent, looking at the floor. Huge disappointment. Looking it? around and we were just it's like... such an anti-climax. Oh, it was the worst anti-climax because of all time. the thing is, like as Rob said earlier when I was talking to him, like everybody knew about our car yeah. because of all the drama that had gone on. If you met somebody, they'd go, I've heard that. But you don't know who they'd heard it yeah. from. But they, Everyone knew our they story. Knew our group, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. So I think we thought, oh, they're going to know. And when we arrive, they're going to know that it was tough for us to get there and everything. Yeah. And, and we'll, they'll be like, yes, they've made it. But yeah, no. Well, this is a, this is a dull thing. I think, you know, sleep deprived delusion. Yeah. I just assumed that everyone was just going to be sitting there waiting and yeah, yeah. you know, watching their clocks. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been... going to go, oh, is that a car? Is that a car? Yeah. Oh, we have no, not started not. this party until they arrived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we were so delusional. No one gave, no one gave a shit. Yeah. Oh, we, we believed our hype so much. We thought we were going to like have really a red did. carpet rolled out for us. And in reality, when, when we actually got... When we actually got to the door in the in the place, there was literally a guy there, and he went, "Oh, you've made it! Well done, guys! You've made it! Congratulations!" <laughs> that was it. Oh my god, it was the worst. And then when we got in, obviously it was two in the morning or three in the morning, and everyone had been partying they'd for be, hours. They were pissed, yeah. So they were like, you know, half of them thought we'd already been there, and half of them were just like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Hey, everyone was smashed. Old Marcus had no trousers on. I remember that much, but it was such an anti climate. I think, but you know, we had in reality, no one was going to do that. Yeah. But I think we thought our day was so extreme. Yeah. It deserved it that. Deserved it genuinely it. deserved that. Did, we were yeah. so proud of it, and we just didn't get it. That's the thing. Yeah. But we were so proud we made it. Yeah. But yeah. to make up for the anti climax, the next day finishing like actually finishing because everybody had waited as well the italians hadn't actually crossed the line they were waiting for us yeah um so we all as a convoy went to the finishing line the next morning which is in like the the town square isn't it yeah they put it like public for everybody to see which is cool and uh so finishing like actually getting there and we pushed Ferrander on was it last or first yeah i can't remember last it was last Pushing that car on, it was just the best feeling ever. And it was just a a perfect analogy of what had happened on the whole rally. It was we tried to push it as a team, the three of us. The three of us, yeah. Me, Amy and Jess. And we struggled and on the ramp. So everybody jumped in and pushed it all up onto yeah. the, the finishing line. We actually watched that. That was amazing. Just to give us like just to recall everything that happened. And I nearly cried watching that bit. Yeah. It was so super lovely. emotional. It, like we are. It's a very emotional ending. Yeah, we're so spoiled, Craig, how all of our friends that we made on this trip are who they are and they're flipping brilliant, all of them. Yeah. But how, you know, Ollie took us to that side of the border, then Ian picked us up from the other side. Yeah. Everybody was helping us. Yeah. You know? I know. We never mm-hmm. have made it. Well, we were a team. We were a We were fucking yeah, wicked. Was, you know. Robin, we, we would have left them behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not talk about the Tunnel Highway. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you do it again, mate. We lated you. We lated you. We lated you. <laughs> <laughs> you did, yeah. You, you slunged us. <laughs> but it was it was so it was so incredible to be able to finish with everybody as a yeah. team and like to have those photos and those moments. Yeah. Um, it was just so good. And I've I've written it down because I said <clears throat> I said it at the end. But Aidan, you said it best. Like you said, um, we'd driven across the world. We met all these tribes of people. Um, and then en route, we kind of made our own tribe. And yeah. we were just such a strong team. Yeah. And uh, it was just brilliant. 
think that's one of the most profound things I'd ever heard. I, I know we were all very emotional and tired. But I remember when you said that, Aidan, I thought, that, that, is, that is so profound. You tried to take it for your right. You tried to pretend it was you. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds you just right. Get your material where you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing thing. That really was. That was an amazing thing. The best part though was like this. We finished. We crossed the finish line, but the drama didn't finish there. No. Uh, well, not the <laughs> drama, but the funny stories didn't end there. So we basically at the start of the rally, you pay a twelve hundred pound deposit. And that money goes towards shipping your, putting your car on a train in Ulan Ude to take it back to Estonia. So we were determined not to pay this deposit. Because there's so much money. Yeah. Um, so we found this Russian guy. I don't know how he came into the hostel, but he knew what was going on. And he said to us that he'll buy the cars off us. He'll write a police report to like write them off. Yeah. Um, to say that, you know, we could we'd officially gotten rid of them or scrapped them, whatever. Yeah. It was all so sketchy. And I think there was about seven or eight cars in total yeah. um, for some reason. But this guy was buzzing. He, w- he was so happy. He was like, yes, I'm going to get seven cars. And then he, he... He was Mongolian. He didn't speak English. So we brought his translator to the hostel no, to we, do all No, he was this. Russian. Oh, Russian. Yeah, we were in Russia. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. What a nutter. He had seven absolutely destroyed cars. <laughs> he was mate. Oh, that's such a strange decision. So he said he had like a farm, a bit of farmland and he just wanted them there. I don't know what he was going to do with them. I don't know either. But anyway, so he, invi- <laughs> he invited us for a meal in this restaurant and it was so bizarre this whole night. So it was like a really posh restaurant. Very posh. And they'd sectioned off this room for us. It was like this super long table. Big grand table. Grand that table. That all, yeah. He was like, was he the owner <laughs> of that or did he? was he just known? around there i think he might just be he was he was just well known he he he, he, whether he was some sort of gangster type but everyone knew him and they did they just welcomed us all in yeah put it put us in this extremely ornate room and then just uh proceeded to fill us with vodka Vodka. (laughs) can you remember as well though before we got there we were so annoyed about it because we had all arranged to go for a burger somewhere. Oh, we yeah. found a really <laughs> good place where you get a vegan burger. <laughs> and the guy was going to us, oh, we're going to take you to some local restaurant. And we was like, oh, if I'm honest with you, we're fucking sick of local food. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just yeah, get a that's right. We were being so ungrateful. Yeah. And then when we walked yeah, in there, we, we were, were like, we were walking past all these people. Bear in mind, we were stinking at this point. We were covered <laughs> in like stained, yet smelly, grubby, <laughs> dusty clothes on. And we were walking through the <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, these people with suits and really nice cocktail <laughs> dresses and stuff and then this riffraff of smelly people just going into this room because <laughs> there were quite a lot of us there must have been about a dozen of us 20 of us yeah yeah because there was all the people from the hostel that we just invited along we had no idea who they were yeah, yeah. yeah. So why don't you come <laughs> yeah and the funniest part about it was like so we had this tradition on the rally which rob started where whenever we'd like sit down for drinks or whatever we would do speeches yeah uh, and um so all these people who were with our convoy had to sit through all these speeches and they didn't have a clue what was going on Oh, the Italians gave the most beautiful speech. Oh, I remember the Italians just gave this wonderful speech. Because I don't think Jess or Robin were drinking the vodka, but I was like, well, I'll have it. And so <laughs> you, you must I was have drunk smashed. about a whole bottle on your own. <laughs> I, I think I did because anyone who wasn't drinking it, I just took it. Yeah. And um, I was just, I was. I was just hammered at that point. I was absolutely hammered. Do so you remember that meal that came out as well? Where it had like. Um, all the frozen, uh, I can't what you call it, like, like liquid, where it's like smoky. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then they lifted it off, and yeah. it was like some fancy, like Michelin star restaurant. And we were like, yeah. what's yeah. going yeah. on? 
it we was, were, yeah, but that's the thing. We couldn't enjoy it, could we? Because the whole time we were going, are we paying for this? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Have we just got ourselves <laughs> in the biggest debt we could oh, ever I, afford? Like, I never thought that for one second. I was just drinking all of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at, no, at no point was I worried about it. Really, I thought, this is great. I'm just going to drink <laughs> Drink more and more, and then I think Robin spiked. I said, "Oh, I think I should drink some juice," and so Robin gave me a juice. But little did I know, he put two shots of vodka oh, in there oh as well. So. You were plastic, and you were—you got to the point where gone. you started arm wrestling with the guy. <laughs> you were like, you, you were convinced that your dad had taught you the trick to win every arm wrestling match you'd ever get in. I was, I don't know, I was fuming. Because Ian Ian went first, and Ian's a big chap and a strong chap, and he he beat Ian. I was like, right. I, I can have him. I can have him. <laughs> I was convinced. I was watching as though I, you know, and I was thinking, I can, I can do this guy. And obviously, that was never going to happen. That was never going to happen. And I was fuming. I was like, how? How did he do it? How could he beat me? I'm the British champion of nothing. <laughs> I'm the British champion. <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. And then I, I was a bit gutted, to be honest, because you, you and Robin kind of fell out because Rob was attempting to do his speech. I know they, they, they did tend to go on with speeches, Rob, but even though they were long, I still loved them. Yeah. So Rob got about yeah. halfway through and then refused to finish it. <laughs> he had Bobby a little paddy. Uh, I, I did. I threw, I threw every single toy out of my pram. <laughs> <laughs> he was like going well if not if everyone's not going to appreciate it is it more <laughs> yeah that was it well, I've still got it if you want to hear it now <laughs> come prepared but another funny story I remember was um, when the Italians did their speech they, they went round and they said something about each person and uh, I remember them saying um, Will we love you very much we never understand the word you said but we love you all the same <laughs> <laughs> so good but yeah so so we, we ate all this food we drank all the vodka um and then we left and the guy paid for the whole thing yeah and then in the end we were speaking to the adventurists who weren't being helpful at all no. and they weren't happy with it no and so basically we we had to take our cars to get put on the train we had an hour left before we had to do it so basically he sent his translator back because i was sort of trying to sort the whole thing and she was just basically like oh we can't get you the reports or whatever and i was like well there's no way we can leave you the cars then yeah unless it's legit and this Which was it all, wasn't anyway. Yeah, and this was all very stressful <laughs> because we, we were leaving the country. I think we had a flight box. And mm. obviously the cutoff time to get on the train was in an hour. Yeah. So I was like, listen, I can't take what you're saying as legal. So we're going to have to take the cars. Mm. And obviously she needed towing, didn't she, to the bloody train she station. Did. So we got on the back of uh, Ian's mad ride again. Went for one more roller coaster ride. Well, we had to take everything out of it first. Yeah. We couldn't leave anything in the car. Yeah. So we, we took everything out and left it on the side of the road. And then Ian took us. Yeah. So whilst we were away, someone actually tried to out us on the Mongol Rally group. They took a photo of all of our stuff and was like, you pigs, you animals, who's left all their stuff? Left and we were, I was like, Steve, calm down, mate. We've just popped to the train station. Yeah. I think you actually said, calm your tits. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was such a... That's the last we ever saw of her. Yeah. And then she was shipped off. She went off. to the graveyard where there was like, what, 200 Mongol Rally cars just in this one like car park place yeah. everyone just you know what? Actually, I saw photos of that I didn't see that but I've yeah. seen the photos yeah. but we had a, we had a few nights out in Russia because they had like a cool little pub there so it was quite nice but it was a weird atmosphere it was like mm. people were leaving in dribs and drabs and um, it was just like 
it was like winding down and the weather was rainy was and gr- dull. It was like such a weird time. Yeah. Because we'd been on this journey yeah, for so long. Town. And it had come to an end. And we were like stoked to go home, but at the same time, we didn't want it to, to and finish. Everybody was leaving and we broke You're not wrong, actually. Work. I think a little part of us went every time someone left. Yeah. Like, it got, just didn't feel the same when someone had gone, didn't it? No. Yeah, no. I yeah. believe it, yeah. It was really sad. So um, I've got one more, one more story, which... Um, We'll, we'll ask you a few questions as well, Rob, because you, you actually drive, drove your car home as well, you nutter. Oh. Um, so as, yeah, loved it. as we were driving back to the airport, so this is the final, we got a taxi. We'd agreed a price with the woman in the hostel mm-hmm. and it was me, Amy, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Jess and Ian. Yeah, we'd all got on the same flight. So we got on this taxi with this agreed price and when we got there, the taxi driver like doubled the price. Yeah. And it was pennies, the difference. He said our bags was too heavy. Yeah, so uh, so he tried to get some more money, and uh, we were like, "No, like get our bags out," and he wouldn't open the boots. Yeah, he was being really shady. So then Ian, like Ian, is a he's a big guy. He flipped, didn't he? He flipped, yeah. Something flipped in his head, so he he was re- wrenching the boot open. He got our bags out, and then this guy like got in his face, and he squared, squared up to the guy. Up to him, like and this guy, bulging eyes now, like he's gonna kill him. Yeah, and the guy was squaring up as well, but yeah. he looked a bit scared. Yeah, I mean Ian was massive because he's tall him. as well. He's like six two or something. Yeah, isn't he, he's Ian? a big guy. So um, so we get our bags and we're walking and there was like a, an island and then there was a zebra crossing and then there was the airport entrance. Yeah. So I'm like, bloody hell. I was like, Ian, calm down a bit, mate. I it's fine. Off. I was like, I was like, stop yeah, that. You and like, Jess what are you walked doing? off. That's ridiculous. Like, there's no need to start fighting. I was fuming. Yeah. I stayed back just in case it kicked off, like, and they needed me to step in. Back up, yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then as we were and as we were approaching the airport, I was like, you know, my final looking around, my last look at Russia, and then it, all of a sudden it was like screeching tires. Yeah. I looked to my right, and this taxi was rocketing towards us. Yeah, I thought that was the end, mate. So we're gonna die. I was like, this is it. My life flashed before my eyes, and then at the last second, he swerved around us. Dickhead. And Ian, wow, just, I've never heard just, that story. Yeah. yeah, and then Ian just deadpan, just went. <laughs> And I was green. I was green and like almost on the verge of shitting myself. Um, but Ian just wasn't even phased. No. Um, but yeah, that wow, was our, that's incredible. That was our last moment in Russia. Yeah, we were. Oh, that was a grim town. It, it wasn't a great town, Ulan Uday, and the weather really sort of um, it, it supported our mood. It was yeah. so grim, wasn't it? And so grey and wet, and oh, it was. That was not a great. Yeah, and like Aiden said, every time someone left, someone left, someone left, and, and yeah, just me and Robin, we were just left us, and and uh, oh, was, I was happy, very happy to leave that town. Yeah, because yeah. remember yeah. when the um, when the double decker bus was parked up, they got broken into. They took all of their yeah. footage, their cameras, their drone, oh yeah, I remember. They oh, lost shit, all of yeah. their stuff. They oh. parked up on yeah. the, the square where the where the finish line was. So yeah. It's a bit of a dodgy. Yeah, it's a funny little town, that. So we'll ask Aidan first. What was your favourite part of the whole trip, mate? Favourite part? Um, oh, I wasn't expecting that. That's a hard one. Probably when we was, um, it, to be honest, in Turkmenistan, I just loved it. Well, Iran, really, yeah. the whole of Iran was the best yeah. part. Like, for me, this, you know, we'd all meet in each other, getting to know each other. And obviously, as we said before, it, it was more the people you live as opposed to where you were. Mm-hmm. But just Iran in general, I think I was expecting it to be so, not like I was just a bit anxious going there, and you know I mean, you, yeah. you know how who goes to Iran? Like what yeah. what, what idiots go to Iran, sort of thing. And and we get there, and we're like, this is like this is mad. Brilliant. Why does everyone want to be our friend? Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. This is really weird. And, yeah. yeah, it was just the best, and the place was really cool. Mm. I just really liked it. Yeah, I'd I quite happily go back. 
Really? Yeah, it was class. So yeah, probably Iran. Good answer. What about mm. you? What about you, Rob? Well, my my favourite part, uh, you know, without sounding sort of corny, but my favourite part of the rally was was the convoy um, because you know it, it changed everything. It's, it was me and Robin were having a great time. We would have had a great time. Yeah. Um, there's only so much of me he could take and, and vice versa. And, and so to suddenly meet all these these people, and at the time, Robin and I are very independent guys, and we were like, oh, we'll do this. Like you said yourselves, we'll, yeah. we'll convoy with them and then we'll do one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, <laughs> But yeah, the, the actual, yeah, but that's, that was kind of what we thought. We thought, oh, we don't want to be held up. We don't want to do this. If, you know, breakdowns happen. We don't want to, and blah, blah, blah. You do, you think like that. And, oh, we, we were the same. We were the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, is, but then the convoy just changed everything. It just changed absolutely everything, and from that point forward, it was just—it was just incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The, the, the people—we were so lucky, yeah, we so so good. lucky. Because a lot of teams broke up, and a lot of friends were lost, and all sorts. And and but our convoy just was just just solid all the way through, and the stuff we went through together—it yeah. was ext- it was absolutely amazing. The convoy was was the best thing. 100%. for me, and and Mongolia driving through Mongolia—that that that crazy. That crazy sort of like, uh, you know, one minute we're on incredibly fresh tarmac and then we have to go down this steep bank and drive back through the sand and yeah. stopping every moment, you know, on these brand new roads to play football or cricket and yeah. camping in the, you know, in the, under the stars like that. Was, that Mongolia was just something else. Incredible. It was absolutely something else. I agree. Going back to just saying like one particular point though, when I was probably happiest, I've got to be honest with you, like not cultural at all, but that first night in that hotel in Minnesota was probably one of the funniest times I've ever Yeah, oh, it was so, so good. good. That, uh, <laughs> one of my favourite parts of that. laugh that, that was. Yeah, just the beers and, and Rob's, that speech that night was the funniest. <laughs> oh. yeah, me, me and me and Aiden are just crying. We go, oh, it's uh, just a different culture. And, uh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> do you remember, and do you remember when Ian nearly killed Robin? I have nightmares about that. I have <laughs> actual nightmares that he actually did kill him because oh, it was so close. It was so so close. But that was a great night. Yeah, After all the, the not being able to have a beer and, and what have you, that was that was a great release. Um, and it's just one of those nights everyone needed it. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah. It was what a time, lads. The only thing we need to do next is uh, plan our next adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Cape Town, Cape Town. I'm missing Scotland. Absolutely guided. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gutted you both won't be there, guys, but we understand. But yeah, I mean, there will be a time when we're all ready. And right, as you said, Rob, Cape Town sounds flipping wicked. Mm. I mean, London's, yeah, London's Cape Town. It's the dream. London, that, that, that is the dream. I'm down. Yeah. Yes. You down it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. there we, we go. Said it. We said it now. We've got it. <laughs> all I'm saying now is I'm not taking <laughs> any. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we should get a proper car this time. Proper car. Well, proper yeah, I've got a proper. I, I have. I have a proper car for that. I've already got. I've got my vehicle, so I'm. I'm all geared up for that. Already. I just you need the vehicle uh, that's broken when you drove it down south. Yeah, let's not talk about it. But um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> it, it is fixed. It is fixed now. So yeah. So that's that. I've already got my machine. So yeah, that is the dream. That's always been the dream. So we should do that. We're we really, really should. Yeah. We're totally up for that, Rob. And what we do happens. Yeah. So let's make it, yeah. let's make yeah. it happen. I'm in, I'm in, 100%. We've just got to yeah. work out what the challenge is going to be for it because just driving there is boring. We've got to yeah. do something's got to be a challenge. Yeah, we should come up with yeah. a concept for sure. Sounds good. Maybe you should ask yeah. one of us. They come out with a good idea. 
Who? Yeah, that's true. Followers. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, if you're listening now... I, 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 I could ask mine, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's basically... <laughs> yeah, know, I'm not going to get a great response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Just the dog. The dog will fill me in. <laughs> oh, lads, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and help us fill in some gaps and just relive some of those class memories. It yeah. was just, honestly, it's the best trip I've ever done, and I don't know if I'll ever top it. Yeah. Um, and you guys... No, likewise. ...to that. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Thanks so much, you know, you guys for for filming everything, for recording everything, because you know it, it just it's it's all there, and it's like yeah. watching it this morning. It's all there, and yeah. you know, I, I know we spoke before. If we'd have all had GoPros and what have you, and recorded that last day, it would have been extraordinary. But yeah. Yeah. you've recorded the whole thing, so it's wonderful. Oh, it is. So thank you to you. How many things you forget, and you just put on a documentary that you've done, and suddenly it all comes flashing back, and it's yeah. just. I love it. It's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's made it's made my trip better because I can remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, what a time man. to be alive. What yeah, a what a time, lads. Thanks yeah. for coming on, Thanks, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. mate. We've already done a long time. No, it's That's all good. Brilliant, brilliant time. We love you both. We'll talk to you soon. Well done. Catch you later. Take care, guys. Bye, bye. Mongo Ali, babes, completely there. Honestly, my face is hurting. I know, my face is hurting from smiling. I feel like I need to go to bed. Use a lot of energy happening. Ah, those guys. So, it is time to announce the winner of the, the King of It merchandise. Oh, so, I've picked one at random. Yeah. Um, so, if this is your username on Apple Podcasts, yeah. Jamie underscore DF, that's Delta Foxshot, you are the winner oh, of the King of It merch. Yeah. Oh, well done, mate. So, um, give us a DM. And, what, was um, what was his review? Uh, it says... 100% my favourite YouTubers. Thanks for the Iceland vlogs. It inspired me to plan a trip for myself and a few family members, and it was amazing. We'd love to go back to someday. I loved the rally series as it was coming out. Really fun hearing it behind the scenes stories. I watched the YouTube because it's even better watching the excitement they clearly still have, which is true. Oh, brilliant. Well that's, a, that's a spot on review, that is. Oh, so uh, thanks, Jamie. What a guy. So that is it, guys. Mongo Alley season is complete. We've Thanks so much for tuning in. I've loved this. It's been so good, hasn't it? It is so brilliant to be able to tell people and really recommend the rally to anybody. If you're thinking about doing it, get it done. Mm. Please go and do it. Don't feel like you're too old or you haven't got enough money. Like, get it done. You'll yeah. get it done. You might need a bit of money, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, small things. So that isn't the end of the, the King of Podcast. We'll be coming back with a season four. Definitely. So we're going to keep it regular. We're not, not sure what it's going to be yet, but yeah. you're not going to want to miss that. So make sure you press subscribe yep. um, on YouTube and leave us a review as well on Apple Podcasts because it does help us. We yeah. need to get to number one. Yeah. Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, guys, see you next time. Stay safe. And rule your own. Hey. One more. Unter, unter, unter.